Welcome to the Shake Up Podcast. I'm your host, performance coach and life enthusiast, Candace Harvey. Whether you're a business owner, an employee, or none of the above, this shakeup is for you. In this podcast, I'll be talking about all things human behavior, why people do what they do, but more importantly, why people don't do what they wish they could do, while sharing experiences, expertise, and mindset hacks, all of which helped me to move from simply going through the motions to now living a life where I look forward to Monday. Yes, I'm one of those people. My full-time job is to support people, whether one-on-one, groups online, or in corporate workshops, to get themselves out of their own way, throw their excuses in the bin, achieve more, and feel better than ever before. So if you're ready for a shake-up, to learn something new, and apply something different to your life that is simple, fun, and feels more like you, then you're in the right place. Before we get started, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I record this podcast today, home of the Gubby Gubby people and the Jinnaburra people, whose lands and waters we all now share. And I pay my respects to elders past and present. Oh, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Shake Up podcast with me, Candace Harvey. Today's episode is actually a personal share. So it's a share that I'm Hoping will not only get you all thinking differently about where you're at and where you want to be, but it's also a share that I never thought I would actually talk about. Now, not because I didn't believe that this is something that could happen to me, but because I'd literally just never thought about it before. So this is an episode about imagining the unimaginable, meaning I really want you to be able to give yourself the time and space to think about what you want like what you really, really want. Now, I understand that just saying that little, little question right there is actually a huge freaking question because I've experienced this countless times when I ask that question to so many of my one-on-one clients where it's, it's what do you want? In this one life of yours, what do you want? And the, the looks that I get back initially, it's almost this like deer in a headlights. Is that the saying? Deer in a headlights. Yeah, I think it is. It's a weird saying. But it's that real like stumped look that's staring at me, hoping that I just quickly say, oh, actually, don't worry about it. Don't answer that question. But I don't. I just keep staring at them, right? And they would rather answer any other question that I've got in my toolbox except that one particular one. Like, what is it that you want? I completely get it. Get it. But in this episode today, I want you to be able to think about the person that you could be as opposed to not thinking about any of these things and just continuing to go through life and hoping for the best and seeing what comes out, because that's always an option too, isn't it? You can think about what you'd love your life to be like and then work out what is involved to make that dream a reality and then break it down and bit by bit work towards that dream. Or you could just not do that at all and just see what happens. Now, with the hundreds of coaching hours that I've done and the countless number of team workshops that I've run for businesses so far, there is always a really mixed response when I talk about taking the time to make big goals, to set yourself really big goals, or the alternative is just sticking to what you've always done, which is make really tiny, cute, small, very, very achievable goals and only sometimes achieve them. Have you ever done that before? Yeah, I know. I can see your little smile on your little face over there. You totally have done that before. Well, we probably could sit down and make these massive goals for ourselves, but we don't, right? So we just make sometimes, I say sometimes because sometimes we just don't set goals, but sometimes we make these little cute little goals and only sometimes achieve them. Now, there is this really awesome, freaking epic, fascinating business Harvard study that I love and I share this with 
anyone who'll listen to me really. So welcome to the Shake Up podcast. You can now listen to this awesome business Harvard study, but you will love it because what it actually tells us is that 83% of the population do not have goals. 83% of the population do not have goals. Now, when I first read this, it completely blew me away. Like that's a huge number. 83% are either just going through the motions or hoping for the best. But then also when you really stop and think about the why, like why 83% of the population are not setting goals, it probably comes down to fear of failure, right? Like the moment you say you're going to do something, you have to do it. Otherwise, if you don't, you feel like a failure. So let's avoid that feeling. Let's just not give stuff a try. Let's just stick to what we know, which is exactly what I discuss in episode 11 of the Shake Up podcast, why discomfort in the workplace is a good thing. So if you haven't listened to that episode on the potty yet, jump over after you finish this episode. It is such a goodie. I love talking about discomfort, but it'll explain it so much better over in that episode. But still 83% of people on this planet do not have goals. 14% have a plan in mind, but goals are actually unwritten. So 14% have a plan. So they have some sort of idea of what they would love to be able to, to do, to work towards, to achieve, but they do not write them down. It's just all up in their cute little heads, right? So they just don't want to commit to paper. And I can, I actually can feel through my microphone now that there's a bunch of you just smiling at that and going, Oh yeah, that, that could be me. Yeah, that could be me. Right. A lot of people who attend my workshops actually put their hands up for being in the 14% category, which actually doesn't surprise me, right? So people who attend my workshops, so not necessarily my corporate ones, but ones where they're actually open to the public and people can buy a ticket and come along. These people have goals. Like these people want to do great things. Like they're purchasing tickets to a Candace Harvey event. They want to learn. They want to do things. But usually they're just really unsure and apprehensive about the how which means then we are left with 3% of the population. Now, these 3%ers are the rare individuals who do not only have goals, but they write them down. So 3% of the population have goals and they write them down. Now, the study found that the 14%ers, so the people who have goals but don't actually write them down, are still 10 times more successful than those without goals. So the 14%ers are 10 times more successful than the 83%ers who do not have goals and don't write anything down, right? But the three percenters, those rare individuals who have goals and write them down, are three times more successful than the 14 percenters with unwritten goals, which tells us that writing out your goals, so writing down what you want to achieve, sets you up to be exponentially more successful. But only 3% of us do it. But I actually do get it. Like planning out what you want and writing it out as a commitment is bloody scary. Like, what if you tell people what you want and then you let them down? What if you let yourself down? That feels awful. What if you find out you're not capable of doing what you want to do? Ugh. Or what if you don't know what you want to do? Or you're just waiting for someone to to help you to work it all out and they never come. They're not coming. So what we do is we just forget about it and we go back to hoping for the best, which is a beautiful thing. Hope is a great thing. But we just go back And we hope for the best because that just feels so much easier. Like there's less disappointment in that. There's less responsibility. There's less expectations. There's less everything really. And I really want that one to sink in. There's less everything really. Which brings me to what I want to share with you today. 
Now, this is a story about a business owner who was only 22 months into being in her business full time and she got nominated to go into the Sunshine Coast Business Women's Network Business Women of the Year Awards. It's a really long title, but it's also a really cool award. It's an annual award that recognizes the effort, contribution, and all the friggin' differences that women are making in the community. It's beautiful. Now, this business owner who was nominated was, uh, it was me. I remember when I received the email with the subject line of congratulations in capital letters, and I was walking out of a meeting with the business owner who had recently just signed up for one of my team workshops. And I actually did the hard like double blink as I read the email, you know, like that hard blink that they do in the movies as if like their eyes aren't working properly. And my heart just started completely racing with like excitement and also not believing it and also panicking about it and also thinking maybe there's another Candace Harvey out there who got the, and I got it sent by mistake, right? Like the stuff that was going through my head was like, seriously, am I, am I receiving this? I was just so blown away as well by the beautiful human Renee who nominated me. And Renee has an incredible business called Daisy Cakes and Bakes. And I used her last year to do some of my cookies for one of my public workshops. And they were the create and live a life you love cookies. If you attended, not done yet, you would have totally received one of those amazing cookies. They just looked incredible. They tasted delicious. And Renee has also attended one of my public workshops. So I immediately got in contact with her and I told her that you know I was blown away and thanked her for thinking of me and putting me forward to which she literally just replied, you're amazing and you should be recognized for that. And it was day made. I was completely ecstatic. Now for the last two years, I actually have attended the Sunshine Coast Business Women's Network Awards. You know, I'd seen the finalists who initially were nominated by someone who just believed in them and they get to walk up on this stage in front of hundreds of incredible other ladies doing incredible things. And now I had an email in my inbox saying that I could potentially, maybe, possibly, if you're lucky, be one of those ladies too. So like any mature, healthy, emotionally regulated performance coach, (laughs) my mind went into complete protective mode. You know, I I was saying things like, this is such a great experience, Candice, and the experience alone is so brilliant, right? You pick it up what I'm putting down there. And I was saying things like, you know, you've only been in your business for like 22 months. So even if your submission is bang on, you'll probably have to wait a few years to be a finalist and that's okay. You know, and I was saying like, I'll still go to the awards night and I'll just be so happy to be a part of it. And then I quickly went into another mode, right? So I went from this cute protective mode to this other mode that was really as if you're going to get to the finalist stage. Like you've only been in business for five minutes, Candace. Like, did you see the previous ladies who won the years before? Like, they're amazing. You know, and I know Renee said you were amazing too, but she's only like attended one of your workshops And you should probably spend your time on your business and not wasting your time on this submission form. Like it'd be different if you had a chance, but (laughs) you don't, Candice, like you really don't. Like, yep, I'm just sharing this completely honestly with you, but it got pretty dark real quick. The excitement wore off and the fear of failure just completely sunk in. I actually told my husband and I told one of my really close friends who was actually nominated last year. 
And I actually found out that she was nominated again this year and she 100% deserves to win this year. She's absolutely incredible. And I actually had this big feeling that she will. She will. She's going she's gonna to take it away. And I'm not talking myself out of the win or making it easier for myself, which absolutely sounds like I am. But watch this space. But I didn't even want to tell my parents or my brother. I didn't want them to get excited. And then I didn't want to have to let them down, you know, by me sort of saying out loud that, I didn't, I didn't actually make it to a finalist, you know, like, and as if I would let them down, like that was just all in my head. Right. Um, but my self-preservation was just rocket high, but then I decided to go for it because you get to choose, right? Like, even if you get nominated, you don't have to actually go forward with it, but I decided to go for it. I wanted to go through the process to fill in the 13 question submission form get my three business references, my two personal references, prepare myself for a panel interview. I cannot remember the last time I have done a panel interview, but this is what is involved. And then we get to wait for the verdict. Cheese and fluffy rice. I am absolutely packing it. At the time of this recording, I actually have one week left to send off my submission. But when this episode gets released last week, is when the verdict on whether I go through as a finalist or not would have been announced. So that was a little bit of a hard one to explain. But by the time you're listening to this, we'll know that if I actually am a finalist or not. So it's a bit of a weird thing to put this episode together today, knowing that it might come out and the result wasn't the exciting result. But then again, by the time this is released, wow, I would have gone through a lot of firsts, a lot of uncomfortable moments, a lot of learnings about myself and a lot of growth Even recording this episode feels like a really big one for me, but I'm actually loving having this platform to be able to share it with you, to be honest about what goes on behind the scenes. And I'm not saying everyone who is nominated for an award goes through what I'm going through, which is the excitement combined with the fear of failure, combined with the adrenaline of hope, combined with the prospect of this would be the best, combined with the gratitude of just being nominated. But if I'm going through it, I'm sure someone else is or maybe will one day soon. So this is for you. Also, please note, this is a very important thing to note, Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp and Michelle Pfeiffer have all been nominated three times, but they've actually never received a golden statue. Yeah, that's right. Six times nominated without a win to her name is Amy Amy Adams. Yeah, six times nominated, bless little cotton socks, and she still hasn't won. Glenn Close... Glenn Close, what movies has she been in? I know the name and I know the face. I just can't think. But she actually holds the record. We're a little superstar. So the record of the actress who's received the most Oscar nominations without ever having won. I think she's got eight, eight in total, which is pretty impressive. And hearing that actually makes me want to get nominated by the Sunshine Coast Business Women's Network eight years in a row and never win. (laughs) Because I wonder if that would be a record. I actually really need to find that out. But yes, you're right, everyone. I totally Googled celebrities who got nominated and never won anything. Yeah, I Googled it. You should do it. It's actually a really fun, fun time, real fun rabbit hole to go through. But it actually made me feel a lot better because year after year, These amazing celebrities, these incredible actors, they deliver performances that are wildly, wildly and widely admired in movies that are like critically praised, right? But they've actually never heard their name called when the presenter opens that little envelope. And I'll be remembering this next week when the announcement is actually made. But the point is, I'm going through with it. As much as it's been a roller coaster and as much as my self-doubt 
went wild and you know giving some of my clients a bit of a run for their money if I'm honest but I'm shushing out the noise and I'm sticking to it for one main one main reason really it's getting me a lot clearer on who I truly want to be and I love that I also didn't expect that but that's what it's done for me the questions in the submission are questions I've never given loads of thought to right and I think that's one of the biggest pieces or that that people get when they're working with me as their performance coach is the questions that I ask them are questions they have not only never thought about, but definitely never been asked. And if they've never been asked, they've never had the opportunity to answer. So some of these questions, like I was talking about before, when I say to my clients, what is it that you want? You know, it's not that they've never really heard about it before, but they've never been encouraged or forced, (laughs) wink, wink, a little bit of forcing there to answer it. So it's a really eye-opening process to go through when you are working with someone like a coach to be forced to answer questions that you've never really given yourself time to do. So that's exactly what happened when I was going through this questionnaire. You know, it was questions like, what is your personal point of difference? And how do your values align with the way you lead yourself and others? And the big question of why should you be recognized as a 2023 Sunshine Coast Business Women's Network Businesswoman of the Year? Like huge questions, right? Questions that have literally stopped me in my tracks. Questions that I, I didn't know the answer to straight away, especially until, until this process. And now I do. I now know what Candace, why Candace Harvey coaching is different. I now know how my own values actually support my clients. I now know why I should be recognized as a 2023 Sunshine Coast Business Women's Network Business Women woman of the year. It's a really long title. Sometimes I just nail it when I say it and other times I just fumble like I just did then. There's a lot of business women's women in the in the line. Anyway, you get it. But I answered all of these questions. I wrote it out. I then spoke it out loud to a panel of judges. As Joe Dispenza says, now Joe Dispenza is an international lecturer and researcher. He says, we need to spend time contemplating who we want to be. The mere process of contemplating who you want to be begins to change your brain. I'm just going to say that again because I just, I love this line. We need to spend time contemplating who you want to be. The mere process of contemplating who you want to be begins to change your brain. Now, the first week of Peak State, so my eight-week program that focuses on getting your life into balance and achieving more than you've ever achieved before, I get the group to think about who do you truly want to be? So just a small question to get the peak state party started. Who is it that you truly want to be? Because let's be honest, how much time do you actually spend thinking about the person that you want to become? It's an interesting question, really. I think for so many of us, most of our lives are spent without even realizing the importance of this question. We can go through the motions and most of the time, everything feels like it works out pretty well just by doing this, right? So we just keep doing it. And then sometimes on some days we wonder like, could there be more than this? Could I be doing more than this? Could I be having more than this? We can actually spend more time organizing a holiday or spend more time meal prepping or spend more time scrolling Facebook and Instagram. than we spend time thinking, who is it I truly want to be? And the truth is the self image you currently operate from. So how you currently view yourself plays a major role in the success that you will achieve in your life, as well as your mindset, the level of happiness you feel and your overall sense of well-being. In your day-to-day life, you actually have two choices as to the self image you are operating from. You can either be driven by the vision crafted out of past experiences. So what you've always done and who you've always been, or 
the one you've crafted that is pushing you towards who you want to become, the person you ultimately want to become. So my question to peak staters and now to you listening to this episode is which image is running your life at the moment? Up until now, has it been more of a, I'll just hope for the best, which is past experiences, or is it I'm intentionally focused on who I'm becoming, right? Now, your ideal me is your ideal future version of you that includes your personality, your beliefs, your values, your strengths, your choices, what else? Your behavior in different situations, it's the you that you're wanting to become. It's not the person that you are today. It's the person that you're growing towards becoming. And it can constantly be evolving and changing and you want it to. You don't want to be the same person in a year's time. You want to be different, but different how? That's the question. How different do you want to be? Your ideal me, so the person that you really want to be, should always be several steps ahead of you. In fact, even if you do become that ideal version of yourself at some point in the future, by that stage, this ideal version of you will have changed and you will therefore need to be in pursuit of like an ideal me volume two. And then you step it up to volume three and then volume four. You get the point. Personally, in my business right now, last year, I actually hit my ideal me my volume one. And it felt a little bit weird. I was like, shit, I'm here. Like this is where I wanted to be and check it out. I'm here. So then I sat down and I mapped out volume two and holy moly, I now have a few more hundred steps to go (laughs) until I reach volume two, but it's exciting at the same time. Even going through this nomination submission puts volume two into perspective. Like I won't actually be where I am right now forever. I am right now and it's where I need to be, but soon I'll be mapping out volume three and saying, holy moly, I have another few hundred steps to go and I'll be excited about that journey. Because if one day you actually were to catch up to your ideal me and just decide to stay there, right? Like it's like you map out where you want to be, you arrive there and you're like, cool, I'm here. Then this is actually though, possibly the day where life would lose meaning. And I know that sounded very dramatic there, but I want you to really picture it. It's like you map out where you want to be, you arrive and you're like, whoa, now what? Right? There's kind of nothing else to strive for. There's no new challenges on the horizon And you sort of can end up feeling like you're in this state of stagnation, right? It's like, I'm just still. There'd be no motivation to grow or to improve yourself. And as a result, life would become, let's just say, perfect, right? Now, that, of course, doesn't sound so bad, right? It's like, oh, cool, look at me reaching my perfection. But it's not not that great. It's not good because reaching a state of perfection actually leads to boredom. It leads to restlessness and a less than satisfying life. So it really changes the hype around the world word perfect, which I wanted it to, right? Because it's a really ordinary word and I want us all to be able to put it in the bin today. Can we do that? Great. Because we're not striving for perfection. We're actually striving for growth. You know, we're striving for, for momentum. We're striving for being in a different place next month that we are this month. And if we don't give ourselves time to really explore what it is that we want from our life, who it is that we want to become, we actually stay small and we stay comfortable. And as cute as small and comfortable sounds, it actually equals being unfulfilled. Now, none of us are about that life, especially if you're someone who is listening to the Shake Up podcast. I love you, but you want to do things differently. 
You want to see what your potential is, what you're capable of, which means doing courageous things, getting uncomfortable and feeling fulfilled, which is what we all want. Knowing that the definition of fulfilled is satisfied or happy because of fully developing one's abilities or character. That's what we're actually aiming for, right? Feeling satisfied or happy because of fully developing one's ability or character. It's about filling out the form. It's about writing out what you want in your life. It's about allowing ourselves to put pen to paper and imagine the unimaginable. Like I never thought I would be a business owner, yet here I am. I never thought I would be the host of a podcast, yet here I am. I never thought I would be nominated for a Sunshine Coast Business Women's Award, and here I am. Imagine what would happen if we started to imagine the unimaginable. Now, don't be afraid to to dream big. Don't be afraid to want huge things. Don't avoid writing down your goals. Be in the three percenters. Be in the successful group. And know that you're doing this because you are so focused and invested on creating and living a life you love. Don't not do things because you're scared of failing. Don't not do things because you're worried about what other people will think. Like you're a human being. We're not meant to be these perfect creatures who move from A to B to C to D to, you know, you keep going with, with nothing popping up in between. It's also super boring and you'd have no stories. My greatest stories are when I like, whoops, that wasn't meant to happen. Like they're the ones where people are open eyed listening to what actually went on. So to avoid things because we're worried about what could possibly happen or we're worried that it won't be smooth sailing or we're worried about we won't get the result that we wrote down. It's a great story. You learn from it. You grow as a person and then you make bigger, better goals for yourself. I will definitely share my nomination outcome with you. So watch this space or keep an eye out on my socials. If you're not on my mailing list, you probably should be because that's where I'll probably let you know first. So jump over and you can get onto my mailing list via my website, candaceharvey.com and just set yourself up to receive my weekly email. Also, we are one and a half weeks away from Peak State kicking off. Oh my goodness. I am so excited about this intake and there is still time if you are interested in spending eight weeks with me where I support you through what is required to live a life that feels balanced and a life where you are achieving more than you have ever achieved if you need a shake up or a reset and a chance to learn new habits and an eight week period where you will learn bucket loads about yourself send me a DM over on Instagram or Facebook and I will send you more information about the next intake of Peak State, which kicks off the 19th of July. How is the 19th of July around the corner? Like explain that to me, how? But also really freaking excited about Peak State kicking off. So if you want to get involved, stop waiting, stop umming and ahhing. Let's do it. Let's get you involved and let's spend some time together. I would love it. So that is it for another episode on the Shake Up podcast with Candace Harvey. I hope this episode got you thinking differently. I hope you really enjoyed it. I would so appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and leave me a five-star written review because apparently I've been told it's these reviews that actually help me to get in front of more amazing people just like you who every now and again need a bit of a shake-up. So until next time, have fun and shake things up.